welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella, and we are recording live on Instagram at Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC. Um, yeah, I, two weeks off was really nice. Um, I didn't take two weeks off from work. I just took two weeks off from recording and making as much content as I'd been making. Um, making content is not uh, organic to me as a human. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I've been making content since I left on my trip. And so doing videos, doing TikToks, um, doing the podcast weekly by myself. Um, and so, yeah, it was nice to take a couple weeks off. I think I took a couple weeks off last year in February uh, when I was in Italy uh, for my birthday. And so I'm ready to start the next year of LX2 Codependency Coaching. Um, really grateful for all of my new followers and new listeners. Um, People are picking up the podcast. I think I mentioned before, it's the number three codependency coaching or codependency podcast um, on the internet. And so if you just look up LX2 codependency, you will find it. Um, we are getting that much closer to the book being ready, uh, which is exciting. Like I, every time I think about, you know, that I went and I created a thing, my hair is not doing what I want it to do. I, um, I get really excited. It's a very strange thing to be passionate about codependency uh, and now passionate about detachment, but it's so important. And um, when I'm working with clients, I really recognize like how um, how insidious codependency is and how challenging it is to set boundaries. And so when I'm working with coaching clients specifically, um, I like to get an idea of like who they are and what uh, the challenges are in their relationships. And then we work on setting boundaries just generally, and then work on boundaries um, with the people that they want to maintain relationships with or be close with. And to get, um, you know, that feeling of uh, closeness, connection, and understanding. And so it's really awesome to be able to have people now, like from all over the place, who reach out and want coaching sessions. So that's kind of cool. Um, but the topic today, and specifically to the new year, um, is don't just talk about it, be about it. And I was thinking about this because a lot of times, especially this time of year, people get really excited about, you know, their new goals and the things that they want to do. Um, and this, so they start telling people. And, um, you know, after a while, it falls off. And then they feel a lot of shame and guilt because they didn't do the things that they said they were going to do. That said, um, I think that one of the things that I, when I'm working with clients and humans in general, just to start new habits and specifically healthy habits, um, and it's not just about eating great and it's not just about, you know, exercising, um, but it is about kind of cleaning up the inventory of what's going on for you. And oftentimes uh, we don't recognize that we are run down or tired or exhausted um, or frustrated until we have, you know, kind of big reactions or get really big feelings about stuff. Um, and so this idea kept coming to me of like, don't just talk about it, be about it. And really, it is this awareness of aligning what you're saying with what you're doing. Um, and we have a hard time doing that, right? Like we want to think that we have that alignment all the time, but sometimes our head gets ahead of us and then our emotions keep us stuck, right? Because often we are experiencing the world both from our um, 
cognitive experience and then also our emotional experience. And one of the ways that I have been able to get to the place that I'm at, not just in my practice, but in my life, is consistently doing something, whatever that is. Um, and definitely falls off when I am having emotional distress or like overwhelmed. Um, but I do recognize that like for me, my accountability to myself is about following through. It's about getting those things done. And so when I start with clients, I start with awareness, like just be aware of your behavior and your feelings, um, especially when you want to make changes. Now, that is a difficult thing to do because we live in our bodies, we live in our experience. Um, but when we start to pay attention to the awareness of how it feels, that's where we get to, you know, start to recognize that like, this is uncomfortable. This is not my favorite thing. Um, like making content, not my favorite thing. Uh, but I do recognize that that is how I get the message out there. And so when I started doing content and videos, I just made myself do it. Um, when I started walking for exercise and or running, um, I just started doing it and I didn't have an expectation of like long-term goal. Um, I just was like, okay, I feel better when, and that's that idea of like, I feel better when I do these things. I feel gross when these things happen. Um, and so it's, it's having that awareness of like, how does it feel? A lot of times when we want to change jobs or change the dynamic in our relationship or, you know, buy a new house or get a car or whatever it is, we have to start here. Like, how does it feel? Right. And I, and I don't mean from like a shame or guilt or negative emotion place, but I mean from like a just an awareness of like, how does it feel? Not just in my heart, <laughs> but in my body. Right. Um, when we want to make significant changes sometimes, uh, and, and we have control over those changes, and we'll talk about that in a second, um, we have to start from a place of sometimes discomfort. We have to start from a place of, I don't feel healthy. I don't feel uh, seen or heard in my relationships. I don't feel valued at you know the company or the business that I work at. Um, and a lot of times clients will come in and they'll have, you know, that, that awareness of like, you know, I really hate my job. I have anxiety when I go in there. Um, it, it does not feel comfortable for me. Water. And so we start with that awareness of like, okay, what I'm hearing you say is like, it feels uncomfortable. There's a level of discomfort. A lot of times that's a really great jumping off point to figure out how do we make changes. Now that said, I did mention that like sometimes change happens to us uh, spontaneously and, you know, circumstances, you know, happen and we have to adjust around them. And I do say often that I pivot pretty easily now, like I can integrate an unexpected change into my experience and then figure out how to work around it. So what I do know is that life changes happen and they're generally not good. Now there are good things that happen, but you know, it's one of those things. But when you start to have this orientation or awareness of how does that feel, right? Um, and, and recognizing that like there are always going to be changes. I have been thinking about kind of the next, next project uh, called That's Not How Life Works because I say it often. 
we have this awareness or this goal of what we want it to look like. And, you know, unless we're doing something to change regularly and consistently, um, it won't. That's not how life works. <laughs> um, but there, there are changes that happen kind of spontaneously. And, and like I said, sometimes they're good. A lot of times they're not. And we have to adjust and pivot. And so recognizing how does that feel is where we start. Um, conversations with my accountability buddy and certainly my friends. We talk a lot about how does that feel. And it's funny because, you know, as a therapist, a lot of times people are like, oh, you just ask how does, how does, that, how does that make you feel? Um, I do ask that question. But I often ask, like, what's the fear? What's the... What's the hesitation? What is holding you back from having the life that you want? That said, the life that you want doesn't always mean that there's like roses and perfect, amazing things all the time. It just means that you feel more comfortable in the life that you're experiencing. Now, when we have really devastating, really hard changes, all of it feels uncomfortable. All of it feels like I have to reorient my whole self every day to this new experience, whatever that is. Um, and Usually it's grief, usually it's loss, and that is a really difficult one to orient yourself to. Um, in those moments, what I encourage is to just get through the moment, just get through the day. Um, when we are depressed, when we are anxious, it feels overwhelming, and it's really difficult then to do the thing that you want to do to make the changes that you want to make. And sometimes, and you know, last year I talked about um, the struggle of the middle. And when we are in the process of adjusting to new experiences or making new changes or really trying to integrate healthier coping skills, the middle can be really hard. That said, I enjoy the middle. I enjoy the grind. I enjoy the, you know, the doing to get to the thing. Starts are not that hard for me. Endings are terrible. I really suck at ending things. Um, and it's, it's curious to me. Some people just like grind and grind and grind to get to the goal and they, you know, miss the middle. They miss recognizing they, they are um, maybe not as engaged in the middle part. They just keep grinding, but they're doing right. They're doing the things. Kat and I used to say all the time that we are doers, um, which is true. Like, give me a task, give me a, a struggle, give me a challenge and I will do the shit out of it. Um, I will cry a lot in the middle. I will struggle sometimes with kind of, you know, the universe's plan and then my human ego plan. Um, but I do recognize that when I surrender and just keep doing, like I get to that place. And so that idea of don't just talk about it, be about it. Recognize that if you want to make changes, if you want to integrate healthy coping, if you want to um, have a different kind of life, you're gonna have to do the work. And sometimes the work can feel overwhelming. Sometimes that idea of, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and following through, like walking the walk, not just talking the talk, can feel really frustrating. And we get stuck. We get stuck up here. We get stuck in our head. We get stuck in our anxiety. We get stuck in the worst case scenario. What if it doesn't work? What if I don't do it well? What if I suck? What if I fail? Uh, what if What if you do? And sometimes I recognize and I tell clients often, like, failing is part of the deal. Failing is how we get better at stuff. I love game theory. I've told you that before. Um, 
a lot of times when we are integrating new skills and new coping, um, you know, we, we have these, these tests, these opportunities to level up. And right before, you know, we're, we're doing better, we're feeling better, we're doing the things, something will happen. And it feels like I'm going to backslide, like I'm going to, I'm going to fuck it up, I'm going to go backwards. Um, I have made a podcast about failing forward and really recognizing that that's not where you stop. Rest, for sure. Take a break. Absolutely. But then get up and do it again. What I know to be true, and I talk about the resilience of my clients and my people often, is that opportunity to fail is your opportunity to regroup and get up and do it again. It is not your opportunity to stop. Unfortunately, again, that's not how life works. Life is going to keep happening. And it's going to keep happening with these lessons that we need to continue to learn. Um, I am always in a space of, I thought I was at the top and then I, you know, get to the top of the mountain, sit down, rest. And I look at the mountain range ahead of me and all the things that I still want to do, that still want to experience. Um, I don't always do that with gratitude. I don't always do that with like this positive, happy, you know, super healthy, happy outlook most of the time. What I do is from a neutral place. Okay. All right. That sucked. Um, I did not do that my best. I definitely, you know, messed it up. Not my favorite. Um, and then I get up and then I continue doing what I know to be true. Like I said, the, the resilience of my clients is that that is their opportunity to recognize, okay, I messed it up. What was good about that mess up? What was good? What did you learn in that failure? Okay. So you learned that, you know, this is not maybe the right person to engage with, or what you learned is, you know, being late on a regular basis is not working for how you want to succeed and how you want to show up. What you learned is that you struggle this time of year or in these relationship dynamics or, you know, when you are tired or when you are hungry or whatever it is. And so how do we adjust for that? right? How do we get back to that place of, I feel confident. I feel successful. I feel powerful. Um, did some hypnotherapy with a client recently and, you know, really talking about that space in which they feel confident, powerful, successful. And you can't be in that space all the time, but you can take it with you. You can trick your brain into, I feel confident. I feel successful. I feel powerful in these spaces, right? Um, you have to know where you suck in order to get better. That is that level of discomfort and recognizing I really struggle with these things. I really struggle in these relationship dynamics. What I know to be true is when I am overly empathetic or overly compassionate to those people in my life because I want them to be successful, I have to recognize do they want to be successful? Do they want to do the things? My job is not to manage them all the time. Now I'm not talking about littles. I'm talking about big people. Um, my job is to, with compassion, grace, and love, manage my boundaries. My boundaries are not about imposing rules or regulations or expectations. It's about saying, this is what the expectation is. This is what I'm going to do, right? This is where I end. That is where you begin. And then following through consistently. That's the hard part. That's, that's where I'm saying, like, don't just talk about it, be about it. Like consistently managing your behavior, consistently getting up and saying, okay, I'm going to do this hard thing. I'm going to follow through 
with doing, I don't know, whatever it is you're trying to change or integrate into your life. And then, and then also in the relationships that I am engaging, are those people saying a thing and doing a thing, right? When you notice that alignment of words and actions, then you can see that there is consistency and integrity in what that person is doing. I am very much attracted to um, people who follow through. I'm very much attracted to and I feel loved, seen, supported, cared for with the relationships that I have when their words and their actions align. And I know that I feel better about myself when my words and my actions align. When I am not just talking about doing a thing, but I am doing it consistently. And I am failing at it. I am going to suck. I am going to fall off the wagon and, you know, have to start over. And I know that I feel better when I am consistently aligned with the words that I say and the things that I do. And I have gotten to this place of success when I follow through with those things. I also recognize that there are going to be times when you have setbacks. There are going to be times when you cannot get up off the bathroom floor. And I 100% understand that. And I also recognize that you will get past this horrible, terrible, uncomfortable, fucked up moment because I've seen you do it. I have seen you, all of you, my, hum- my, my humans, my clients, my people, I have seen them get up from the worst and most devastating things and then they persevere and then they continue and then they do the thing, right? I hang out with really cool people pretty much every day, <laughs> either in my space, you know, working with them um, or just, you know, because I have the privilege of, of being with them. What I know to be true is that they are resilient. What I know to be true is they are consistent. What I know to be true is they work really hard every day to be the best version of themselves. And sometimes they suck at it. Sometimes they mess it up. And what I also recognize is that they do a really good job, most of them, of asking for help. Um, Of having people in their lives who consistently see them and show up for them on a regular basis. I am humbled regularly uh, to recognize that the people in my life continue to show up. The people in my life continue to see me. All of my parts, even when I'm messy, even when I'm a whole freaking dumpster fire, and they, they see me. You know, they choose to engage on a regular basis. And we continue then to build and grow and support each other to have this community of people who continue to do that with the people in their life with boundaries. Water. As I continue to teach clients how to um, implement boundaries, what I, you know, the conversations that we have are like, what is your, what is your limit? Where can you choose to engage or not engage? How do you want to do that? How do you want to show up? Um, So I have a client who's like, I get super anxious when so-and-so like reaches out, um, because they struggle with boundaries. They don't listen to my no. It makes them, you know, it makes me uncomfortable because they don't do that. And so I was like, all right, cool. Well, so how do you then get support for yourself to be able to either extricate yourself from the situation or, you know, not engage in the way that you're used to and recognize that when you don't engage, 
they're going to be okay. They will actually regulate themselves. They will actually um, figure out how to get their needs met. You don't have to do it. A lot of times with codependency, we feel like, well, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Um, that's not true, but that's how it feels, right? For sure. Um, and what, ha what happens if it doesn't get done? How does that feel? What do you do with that, um, that discomfort or whatever that then turns into resentment, right? Because the resentment will come from, I do all these things for all these people and then they don't follow through. Okay, well, if you don't do the thing, either it won't get done or you can do the thing, but, you know, reduce your expectation that other people will show up in the world the way that you do. A lot of times our codependency shows up in that way of like, well, I want to do all of these things because I want to be seen, I want to be validated, I want to be loved, I want to be accepted. And if you're not going to get that from these people, you might get it over here from these other people. And you can start to recognize who you engage with, who you give your energy to, who you give your time to, and then you get to participate in the relationships that work for you, that make you feel accepted, seen, validated, and loved, right? But up here, we're just thinking like, I have to do all the things. I have to do more. I have to show up in this way um, or I won't be validated. It's not true, but that's how it feels, right? Like up here, this is, this is what our brain is telling us. That asshole in our head says, you have to do all the things. Um, and a lot of times I will talk to clients and be like, where did that voice come from? Where did that start, right? Is that true? Check your facts. Recognize that that's not always the case and it's not across the board, it is not a universal concept, it is a concept in your head, and so you can start to change it. You can't just talk about being better, doing better, all the things, you have to do the action, you have to follow through, you have to be consistent, you have to fail, and then you have to get up, right? And so that is where I continue to work, not just with clients, but with myself. I never come on here and say, oh, these are all the things without doing it myself. I have to, I am a human being trying to, you know, navigate through this world. And so I never come on and say, well, that's important for you, but not for me. Again, I have to be about it. I have to consistently work on asking for my needs. I have to consistently work on showing up as the best version of me, even when I fail, even when I fuck up. Because what I know to be true is I feel better when that alignment of my head and my heart are together. And then my intuition says, okay, take the next step, do the next thing, move forward. And, and then I do, that's how, that's how I got to this place. That's how I help clients get to the places that they are wanting to go on a regular basis. You have to have that alignment of not just saying it, but doing it, being about it every day, choosing for yourself to feel better in your body, in your brain, the way that you want to show up. It's not really about anybody else, but it, it feels that way, right? What will people think? Um, I talk about what would people think on a regular, you guys know that, the people-pleasing uh, kind of aspect of our human experience. And when you can detach from it, when you can recognize they're just figuring out their own human experience, not even about you, that feels better, right? When you go, okay, <laughs> I don't get up and go for, you know, a run or a walk every day for me all the time. Um, I definitely don't do it for other people. Sometimes it's for the dogs, but I definitely do recognize that I feel better when I consistently follow through with the things that I am saying so that they align. And then I create that habit, right? I'm doing it on a regular basis. I think I've mentioned to you guys before, 
it takes 30 days to break a habit and 60 to 90 to build a new one. And so that creates consistency. You have to be able to, on a regular basis, even when you don't want to, <laughs> do a thing, right? And when you start to speak into the universe, the world, pray, whatever it is, I want to be better about this. I want to have peace about this. I want to gather that peace and maintain it. I want to create space for me in my life so that it's not overwhelming. Oftentimes clients will feel anxious and overwhelmed when they feel like there's no space for them in their own life, that they are so consumed with taking care of other people. It feels stifling. It feels suffocating. And so when I teach clients to start to create space for themselves, when I teach clients to do those things and affirm on a regular basis that you are doing the best they can in the moments that you have, they start to create peace. They start to create confidence. They start to create power. And so it is not impossible to do those things. It feels overwhelming at times, but it doesn't stay that way forever. And so even if those unforeseen circumstances of change happen, and you are devastated, and you are rocked to your foundation if you wake up every morning and can still breathe and can still get through the day. You will get better, I promise. But it, you got you to gotta do the work. You got to consistently like make space for yourself in your life. Make space for your grief. Make space for your sadness. Make space for your anxiety. Make space for all of those things. And then check your facts. Make sure that you have somebody that you can process with. Make sure that you are feeding your body and moving your body around and doing the things consistently, and then you will start to feel better. That is your nugget. Um, I am taking new clients. It really just depends on the day. Um, you do have to reach out, make an appointment. That's a thing. Um, but I'm in Albuquerque three days a week. I'm in Rio Rancho two days a week. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm in Albuquerque. Monday and Friday, I am in Rio Rancho. I am seeing clients virtually, both coaching and uh, therapeutic. And so if you want to get a hold of me, it's lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. You can reach me here at Instagram at Luna underscore x2 underscore LLC. You can find me on Facebook. You can look at my website. You can get a hold of me however you need to do that. Um, thank you so much to all of my listeners all over the country um, and in places in the world. Sri Lanka was a thing recently. Singapore, thank you so much. Um, Canada, Australia. Um, I am grateful to people who take an opportunity to listen, to learn, to invest in themselves, to learn how to do things differently. But in order to make those changes, don't just talk about it, be about it. I will talk to you soon. Take care. All right, we are ending the video and I am ending the podcast. Thank you so much to my um, followers who are watching and listening. If you want to get a hold of me, it's lx2.cod.coach and I will see you next week on Friday. Have a good one.